Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hello and welcome to part two of the Hillsong Starter Pack. My name's Tanya and you have arrived at leaving Hillsong and just due to time limitations, this episode was recorded a week ago and it was supposed to really be finished by now. But anyway, um, just in context, it was supposed to go out before Brian's trial started. So this is part two. Uh, there'll be a short part three to follow. And we left off with Pastor Phil Dooley had asked Robert Ferguson to pray for Brian and Bobby as they were uh, approaching this court case. And we left off with Phil doing that introduction. It's a pretty full on prayer, so don't be leaping into this episode. It's a, if you're not in the right frame of mind to kind of, if you're not feeling in the right frame of mind, feel free to wait. Grace talks uh, a fair bit about coping with trauma and, and dealing with difficult situations and it continues to be a great conversation. I'm really excited you're here. Here's part two of the Hillsong Starter Pack. As a church, uh, and that is uh, to, to pray and uh, pray specifically for our founding pastors, uh, Brian and Bobby, uh, because this week, uh, Pastor Brian is facing a court case that I think many uh, would be aware of, and uh, that is due to run for three weeks. 
And we just thought it's important that we across all our locations pray for them, uh, pray for the family, uh, pray that God is with them through this because it's a really tough thing. And uh, so I'd like us to stand and I'm going to invite Robert to come and join me and to pray and for us all uh, wherever we are at our locations. Let's really pray and uh, lift bright. Now, I honestly would suggest for people that, you know, this is about to be quite emotional or possibly distressing for people. I recommend listening to it with someone else. It's it's pretty full on. That was last Sunday, Phil Julie there, and he's just about to hand over to Robert Ferguson. So what yep. do you think so far? Interesting. Oh, look, I think, in my opinion, that's Phil's agenda to do that and maybe he feels bad that he should be doing something like He just feels obligated to do that. Well, listen to this. Bobby and their whole family up in prayer. Thanks, Phil. Well, why don't we uh, extend our faith, and not just in this room, but right across all the various campuses. And if you feel comfortable, why don't you raise holy hands? The Bible says you can raise our hands to God. And let's really believe for a for a an intervention of God in the name of I don't know, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Father God, we thank you that when we come together as your people to talk to you, this isn't just a wasted exercise. Your word says that if we pray anything according to the will of God, you hear us. And if you hear us, we have what we asked of you. So as your people, as your children, we raise our hands and our faith and our voices to you, asking you to intervene. Father, we're praying specifically for this court case. It may be a natural human earthly court case, but we pray that it will become heaven's court case. We pray, Father, that justice and truth will prevail. And we pray for wisdom and grace for all parties concerned. And Father, we pray for Brown and Bobby and their family that your presence will be with them in a very real and significant way. We pray that you would give them peace, that you would give them comfort, and that you would give them hope in this time. Father, we pray that they will do what you've encouraged all of us to do to consider him, the Lord Jesus Christ, who endured such opposition that they too, Brian and Bobby and their family, may receive comfort and may not grow weary or lose heart. We're believing, Father, for a beneficial and positive outcome in the name of Jesus. And we commit this whole week, these whole weeks to you in Jesus' name. And everybody around the church said, Amen. Amen. Thanks, Robert. Mm. Well, I've just lost respect for Robert. Good job. That was a deliberate act, and it's caused a fair bit of distress among, among people. We're talking about a man who's been charged with concealing child abuse. You'll notice who wasn't mentioned at all. The victims. There's no. There's no prayer for the victims. Or not. Continue with your thoughts. Sorry. 
I listen to those types of prayers now and I think it's a massive emotional, I don't know, show. Like it's a mm-hmm. big soapbox show. Like it's just why do you need to talk like that for? And what are you actually praying about? What 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 fear do you have? What do you think is going to come out of this? Do they not realise that this is about concealing child sex crime and, you know, this change in policy and legislation is actually a significantly good move towards safeguarding children better? Like, I don't know. But I'm, I, I, I mean, I, I was reminded because, you know, for all intents and purposes, Brian and Bobby have left Hillsong. Have they not? They wanted to be founding, hang around the house pastors, but that wasn't. They were told no. Yeah. So who's the where's the board in all of this? I mean, they're the ones that were the ones that the catalyst for this lot of change. Well, you know what's interesting? I had a conversation with a former pastor this week, and originally it was a board of elders, and the elders oversaw the running of the church and then at some point it became separate the elders the board of directors is you know and it became a business i wonder what heavenly intervention that man is praying for they're both fathers phil and robert ferguson they're both fathers and they're praying for somebody who could potentially be found guilty of a serious offense you know asking god to move mountains or something it's incredible I was just going to say it still, to me, highlights this major, I guess, story that they've constructed about this whole situation. But how? I was there 20 years ago, nearly to the day, right, when the official non-official and not announcement was made. That was a long time ago and things, you know, things were not talked about. Um well, yeah, know, but yeah. do they ever talk about trauma and abuse and where's Hills, where was Hillsong's ever philosophical beliefs around all this stuff? Obviously they never blame God. They'd always tell you not to blame God, but they would say, you know, it's about asking for forgiveness and also doing the right thing. But it also was a lot about don't talk about it, don't talk about the problem, don't talk about the process it is to heal. I mean, it's only really in the last five or so years where, you know, it's come out that, you know, Joel had a mental breakdown, that, you know, that Taya sees a psychiatrist and it was almost like a celebrity cool thing to be talking about this. But it was, there's a lot of missing gaps. You know, who's mentoring people through trauma? You know, who who's helping them heal in their, you know, I mean, Kristen Kane doesn't just get to sit on her soapbox for years and years and years and keep talking about, I was abused as a child, blah, blah, blah. And God rescued me and brought me out of the miry clay. Don't ask me why that first because came up of it. Because it's yeah, weaponized. But, but I just still can't get over the fact that, like, tell me the process then. What's the step one, two, three? Because um, they've just buried their heads in the sand. And got on with their lives marrying a guy who's from church and just have two kids walk into the sunset together mm-hmm. and go to but but wait go to church every Sunday even when you're on holiday for the rest of your life and never say no when they ask you to do something that's literally the Hillsong starter pack. <laughs> <laughs> 
they don't seem to do there's no looking behind so somebody nope. pointed out to me this week that you know the hillsong channel website is just a mess because no one has any cleanup skills no one seems to you know it's all about next thing the next thing moving forward but trauma is something that you know you'd have to sit down with and go back over and sort of fix up and we don't seem to do a lot of that do we no you know, I, I mean, I've been saying this since I was like starting in university and understanding whatever the hell critical reflection was about at uni studying um, mm. social work. And I was like, this is what I've been trying to say to people this whole time. You know, like I remember being like, oh, my God, light bulb moment. We don't reflect on the things that happen. And we don't think, hey, let's improve this. Let's not do that. Or, hey. Why is it that we lose every youth kid to the real world after church and they're on fire for Jesus and then they just disappear? Like, let's start thinking about, you know, taking responsibility for the programs that we run and actually trying to improve it. And you know what? People just saw me as a critical voice. Mm. I remember when Instagram was only really starting and I was told to flip in. I don't know whether I've said this story before, but, you know, I was told to oh, you need to post it on the store, you need to post it on your page. I go, I am using Instagram for a completely different reason other than to get people into our youth ministry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also 19, 20 years old. Why the hell are these young people on, on a program that's actually not allowed for 18, un, under 18s, and as if they're going to be looking on my profile? What are we trying to encourage? You know, that they get the fake profiles through their mum's email account and they say, yes, I'm 18, and then they start using something that is highly, highly dangerous. Oh, my gosh, I remember exactly who it was in the Denton family who told me that I was against church youth and I and, and I was reprimanded for, for arguing my point. And I was, they didn't, those questions that were very critical questions around why are we doing this, they just refused to answer or even think about Mm. And I was told I had to post and I go, this is ridiculous. I'm now being told to post to something that's going on on a Friday when who who the hell is going to be watching that's, you know, 17 and under going to be watching my page? Oh, I shouldn't even have friends. Yeah. yeah, in my 20s, I shouldn't really be having that many friends in that age group. They should all be considered clients in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't say my cousin or family. Like, you need to be careful. Like, I mean, I was an undergrad. I was studying. I mean... It made sense. You know, we, we all knew about consent by then. I mean, we all knew about, we didn't know at the extent of consent, but we knew that there was laws around sex with minors. You know, there was laws around all this sort of stuff, that it was muddy waters. And, yeah, yeah anyway, yeah. Oh, my, my hand was forced to use my bloody Instagram account for advertising Hillsong Youth, Hills Campus, every Friday. And I absolutely thought it, it was something, there was so much wrong with it. And this was at the same time that we had leaders one-on-one in cars that were male with girls and would go down. And you can only imagine everyone out there what was going down. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And it was happening every Friday night and possibly even Sundays after church on, in the evenings. Okay. So, I mean, the rule around that time, the rule came in that you two leaders had to be in a car with a student. But, look, I mean, what does that even mean? How does that safeguard anybody? What, to protect and the student or the leaders? I'd... Obviously both. I mean, it just meant that two leaders had to be in the car when the last kid got dropped off so that nothing, there was no temptation or that there was two leaders' words. At, like, And, you know what, that's a standard practice that is everywhere at the moment. I mean, unless you've been allowed to be in a car by yourself with that kid and the guardian has given you permission, but even then, like, I don't believe the training, your training, or just because you're employed by an organisation to be a youth worker means that you really should be allowing yourself in a car alone with a, with a client. But it's more than that. I mean, I, I've been school counselling for years and I believe one that job, that role, is one of the most dangerous roles that could ever exist in the Royal Commission. Shows it. Yeah. I mean, you are alone behind closed doors with a child and who knows where that office is in the school, the visibility, the windows or anything. And what is the assumption? Huge assumption that you are helping that young person and that you are meant to be in a private room to do so. So it is a very dangerous environment. And it, and it can go both ways, though. Like the young person could come on to the leader uh, and vice versa. I mean, I, I've had a situation where there was leader to leader and I was involved. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's also unregulated and unsupervised. Grace, I've been yes. I've, I've been I've been a bit weepy this week in the mornings because I've been thinking about how heavy and serious and significant this trial is and how many people are affected by it and in so many different ways, you know, everybody from, you know, people directly connected to, and we, you know, we talked about this a bit last week, but people who, I mean, I've got a friend, his wife um, was molested by her grandfather who was a minister, you know, and he he's looking to this trial to, to see some kind of justice. Uh, people who've been abused by institutions in Australia, all kinds of people. I texted the wonderful Jeff Bullock and, you know, started crying and just saying thank you for your contribution to, just to justice and truth. It's, you know, it's about bringing stuff out into the sun, but it's very, very confronting. And I'm wondering, like, what you think people are going through and, and feeling and what we can do to send some strength and hope and it's massive. And I. the other thing I've been thinking is I don't think any of these guys or girls or anyone's have been in a, a court procedure. You don't see Kenneth Copeland in court. 
You don't see Joyce Meyer apart from when her bodyguard killed his entire family in court. So, you know, Brian has not only just, Brian has broken the bro code. He's yeah, 100%. You know, I think there's going to be some pretty big international attention by other leaders, other people in another church, all kinds of people. I mean, what what do you think the experience is like for a Hillsonger right now or a former Hillsonger? And, you know, oh, what kind yeah. of messages do we need to send to say it's going to be okay? It's going to be massive when the reality of a criminal trial hits people like this is... Yeah, Robert Ferguson can pray for heavily interventions all he wants, but the Department of Corrective Services and um, public prosecutions aren't into those prayers and stuff. So, I mean, how how do you think this is affecting the people, of, you know, around? Yeah, well, for me anyway, it's been a process, we, you know, a journey we've been on for a while now. You know, start of COVID, frustrating. By the end of COVID, felt like, yeah, cool, it's just so easy not to go back now because everyone just survived or, you know, created a different sort of Sunday for themselves. And, you know, no one contacted me, so it was easy not to say, yeah, I'll come back. And the less you're in an environment, I guess, the less it affects you over time. And No one contacted you? No. I mean, I mean this people is... on my Facebook, but, like, they just, wow. they don't really say, like, hey, how are you going with it? Like, you know, let's get together and catch up to, like, create community or anything. Like, I just get, you know, like, you know, the comment, you know, the odd comment here and there on a story. I, I might just bring it up with them and be like, oh, so how's things going? You know, like, what did, you know, what's going on with the team? And then I'll get a little bit of the info, but the, the the invite is extended, and I've got no idea what people think of what I'm doing and where I sit with all this stuff anymore. That's incredible. I mean, <clears> I, <throat> this is the common story, and it really hurts people. Yeah, up. I was pretty pissed off for quite a while actually, and I, like part of me wanted to make a comment, whether or not it be just like a comment on on a post or just actually to a person, but. I mean, I didn't want to attack anyone. And also, to be honest, I'd rather keep the people that I, I, I do like them as a person. I kind of want them in my life in some way. Like I don't I don't want to engage in a conversation about all this stuff and people throw in their opinion. I, I know exactly what I feel and think and I'm not really going to let someone influence that now. Whereas yeah. I think people will be, for survival's sake, want to be connected to church because they've just no idea how to process is a life without it and they'd probably lean into kind of do whatever they can you know it's like when an abuser stops being interested part of you is oh like god. oh my god like where are they you know like how come they're not messaging me crazily and trying to get me to do this that and whatever and actually be like no no no, no i don't want to go back there I'm trying to tell yourself you don't want to go back there because what are all the things you're going to lose <laughs> like agency autonomy you'll start feeling guilt and shame again because you're going to feel bad that you should be serving more that you shouldn't really be doing this and that in your private life do you know what i mean you get, you, all that stuff's going to come back i really want that i want to be able to go to a church and attend and enjoy it for the positives that i found that it would, would do, it did for me still back then and that was meditation starting the week on a nice note creating space to be in a positive environment that encourages me and see a couple of people, but nothing more than that. Not interested. And these friends, or connect group, 
or anything like that. Just I create my own community. I don't need to have anything more than what I've just explained I want from a church mm-hmm. in my life. I want no one trying to lure me in with <laughs> other things. Oh, like one thing that I really realised that I missed out on a lot on and it was singing and getting involved in the band and doing creative things, like leading others, helping others. And yeah. mainly it was like doing creative stuff. So I've made it my mission to be super creative and 2023, uh, the word is fun and it's going to be having as many cool new experiences as possible and as being as creative as I can and recreating an environment, a lifestyle that includes me singing, being creative, painting, doing things that I love and enjoy and what I used to just reserve for the church. Because serving God with my creativity, I'm like, I didn't really, didn't really bother me to like be a fashionista in the real world or to paint and, and, and to sing in the real world. Like it's, it's exhausting. It's a whole career. So what I've just told myself is, no, actually, I need to create that space in my real world now and I can do it. And I just need to believe in myself a bit more instead of feeling like, oh, if Laura Houston doesn't put me on the roster this week and start getting really upset or oh, what have I done, start making it all about I'm not good enough. What can you offer to people who are feeling so many different conflicted emotions right now? I think, I think they need to process it. They need to think about their values, their beliefs around things and actually sit there and think about recreating or sometimes maybe shifting some of that the values if they're no longer strongly hold values around church well then what do you value what are the things that you can take away because you can recover and you can use these experiences as lessons and guide to learning and to take into the future maybe it is creating your own community whatever way that you can i mean yeah but i'm talking about when they see you know brian's going to be in the news for the next three weeks People, you know, it's going to be a long time. Look, it's going to be distressing. It is going to be distressing. I mean, I remember feeling flipping exhausted and emotionally, very emotionally exhausted, um, listening day after day after day, you know, you know, things come out, things to read, people's pages that everyone's commenting on. Like, it's exhausted. You need boundaries. You need to know when to walk okay. away from the phone or from the TV or wherever it is that you're yeah, watching yeah, this stuff. Yeah. And when you're starting to feel all consumed by it, take steps away. I mean, the next three weeks for most people is going to be getting on with, you know, wrapping up the end of the year in their workplaces, yeah. Christmas parties. Life goes on. I think people need to just be kind to themselves and just monitor the amount of information that they are absorbing. And talk to someone who will understand as well, like someone yeah. else yeah. who they already trust to talk about this and they know that, whatever they say about the issue, they're not going to be judged for it. There's people out there who yeah. have had similar experiences and they're willing to chat about it. A couple more people coming to talk to us about just different perspectives of self-care and, well, you know, looking at what can happen, reactions and, and how to take care of yourself. And Because I, I just really think that this is going to trigger, for want of a better word, trigger people in unexpected ways we all kind of think we're fine until we kind of start thinking about you know jeff bullock and how strong he's been and then you just start crying and you're in woolworths and you're having a bit of a cry and texting and i I haven't been involved in that community as such for so many years i can only imagine 
how unsettling and uncertain it is for people on so many levels and we will do our very best to support people and, yeah and just take on this case as a person to them you know take it on as personally as they allow um i mean some for some people it was so personal to them like what has happened and that's really important to be validated for that um and they feel connected in some way that's in the connection strong and you know try trying to see it as the fact of him actually being called to the downing center to be held accountable for these actions is a feat in itself okay it's so huge it's just yeah so yeah huge. i mean revolutionary change rarely happens in the in out there maybe beautiful moments here and there across you know the span of world history but really we're not going to necessarily if we, we manage our expectations of this and see it reframe it in a way that it's a freedom itself that we've had this legislation change and that they've chosen brian to be the example you know it, it, it's going to be a case whether they win or not it's going to be a lesson learned and they're going to go back to the drawing board and they're yeah, going yeah. to think about the things that might need to get changed legislatively to improve practice the big thing that we also are missing here is we want behavior and actions to change, attitudes to change. We have got no agency over that. But hopefully this whole case and the change of legislation will help start mobilising a new group of people who are all about safeguarding people where the church continues to be tax exempted yeah. for and continues to run in society, that there'll be a new wave of attitude in society that doesn't tolerate or enable child abuse that's probably the big thing that we need to really remember here If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity 
for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. 